wisdom, more of grace to know. Praise God. Hallelujah. Get deeper in the things of God. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. God is so good. Praise God. Amen. Well, last month we were talking about now faith. So now you got all that faith built up in you. So nothing should be able to stop you from going forth, right? Nothing should be able to separate you now from the love of Jesus. You got that now faith. Amen. You got enough faith that can't take you there. Jesus comes again, right? Amen. <laughs> Run through a troop and leap over a wall. Very good. Amen. Keep that kind of faith. Amen. So tonight we want to talk about wisdom, the purpose for wisdom. That's where we are. Proverbs 4 verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. Amen. Amen. Wisdom is the principal thing. It is the most important thing in one's life. Amen. Praise God. When you look at the book of Proverbs, you know, I one of the first books that I fell in love with when I got saved was the book of Proverbs. I try to read the book of Proverbs every day. Amen. Because I have discovered that it is a book of wisdom. And when we look at the book of wisdom, amen, the whole book is to give moral instructions to young people. Amen. You stop and think about it. That's the overall purpose of that book is to give moral instructions to young people. And when you begin to read the book of Proverbs, you know, you see the overall theme of that book is to fear God. That's what it talks about is to bring fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It tells us that. Amen. And so we have to learn to reverence and respect God for who he is. Amen. And young people need to learn that at the earliest stage. You will find also Proverbs tell us to train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. So as parents, we have that responsibility to train our children in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Amen. So the book also calls for us to get wisdom. Amen. Get wisdom and all that getting, get an understanding. It contrasts between good and evil and, and wisdom and folly. It deals with anger. It deals with benevolence. It deals with correction of your children. It deals with enticers. It deals with the fear of God. It deals with fools. It deals with friendships. I'm getting kind of feedback there if you help me there. Amen. It deals with knowledge, oppression, pride, prudence, scorners, strife, temperance, our tongue. It deals with unjust gain. It deals with wealth. It deals with evil women and good women and evil men and bad men. You know, evil men. Amen. It's all there in that book. You know, and I am a firm believer after serving and living for God 30 years, if I just focus every day on the book of Proverbs, I can make it. I really can. I don't need to read any of the rest of the book. If I, if I stay in the book of Proverbs every day, because I will have enough wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God to lead and direct me to do what is right, to know what is right, and to serve God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength and treat people the way that God wants me to treat it. That book causes me to love God more. It, it moves me closer to Him. It moves me closer to you. 
you know, it moves me closer to others. So really, I could just stay in the book of Proverbs and forget the rest of it and still make it. Because it's a book of wisdom. It will teach me the knowledge and things that I need to do. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 1 real quick and, 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 and just the first four, four verses. And look what Solomon says here. Amen. The proverb of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 1. The proverb of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtility to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. Notice, amen, to teach us, to give subtility, amen, to bring us discretion, to teach us how to do what is right. It's designed to give us good common sense. <laughs> you know, as, as we see today, people don't seem to have good common sense, amen, anymore. Amen. If we would just read this book every day, you will be surprised what we would get out of it. Amen. If we would just read it and obey it. Amen. We could see ourselves a lot clearer. We could see the world around us a lot clearer and what God is wanting us to do. When Solomon first became king, let's go to 1 Kings chapter 3. Amen. And let's see what Solomon's, most of us know what Solomon's first prayer was. Amen. Before God. That's according to here, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5 through verse 15. And then I'll flip over to 2 Chronicles 1, verse 7 through 12. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. And Gibeon, the Lord, appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people, that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart, to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, 
so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any rise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there it shall no shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and offered up burnt offering and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants. And we know Second Chronicles is basically just uh, the fulfillment or the same passage, but I want to read it just a second. Anyhow, verse chapter 1, verse 7. And that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and have made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord, let thy promise unto David my father be established. For thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before the people for who is, can judge this thy people that is so great? And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people, over whom I have made the king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there be any after thee, thee have the like. Amen. So notice here, Solomon prayed and he asked God for wisdom and understanding to lead God's people. Amen. And that should be our prayer too. Amen. We need to... Be able to have the wisdom of God. We want to know the knowledge of God. Amen. What is God up to? What is he trying to show me in this life? Uh, what did God choose us for? Out of all the people in the world, why did God choose you? You should be seeking God, asking him for that same purpose and reason. Why he chose you out of all the people in the world. What is God's desire for you? How should you live your life? According to his word. How should you be representing him in the earth? The Lord said in Isaiah 43.10. You are my witnesses and my servants whom I have chose. That you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me was no God formed. Neither shall I be after me. I even I am the Lord and beside me there is no savior. We have to have the wisdom and the knowledge of that understanding. First and foremost of who God is. Because if we don't know who God is, we will find ourselves chasing rabbits and chasing after things that really doesn't matter. We know when we look at Solomon's life because of the way he prayed and asked God for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Notice what God said to him. 
because you didn't ask for your enemy's head. You didn't ask for riches and wealth and all those other things. I'm going to give that to you anyhow because you asked for wisdom and knowledge. When you have good common sense and wisdom and knowledge and understanding of how God operates and what he's expected of you, you will see that you would have wisdom. You will see that you would have wealth. You will see that you would have riches. Because the book of Proverbs began to show you all these things, how to develop and obtain these things in your life. You can be blessed and abundantly on this earth, amen, where you are right now if you have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of God's principles and God's word and how to do things and not lean, as the Bible tells us in Proverbs, to your own understanding. This is why we need the wisdom of God. When you look at the book of Proverbs, amen, history tells us that Solomon printed over 3,000 Proverbs. He did over 3,000 Proverbs, and he had over 1,005 songs that he wrote. Amen. And when you look at Scripture and when you get to the book of Ecclesiastics, it began to lay out all the things Solomon tells us that he had. When you look at the kings and when the queen of Bathsheba came, you know, she was so confounded at all how his people went out and how they came in and his servants and everything. She just passed out, you know. And that's the way it should be as a child of God. People should see you and see something totally different than what they see when they look at other people in this world. They should be able to say, wow, there's something unique about you. They should be able to come to you and to talk to you and get godly wisdom and counsel because you are in such a relationship with God that you have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of what it is to mean to be able to impart these things to God. You've got to have wisdom in these last days. This world is getting darker and darker around us. But you and I must still have the faith and the wisdom and the knowledge and be able to look and to see what God is up to in these last days. There should be nothing that pull you or draw you as a child of God away from God in these times. Amen. We know that the Scripture tells us where sin abounds, grace does also abound. So therefore, we should still have that power in us to stand strong in adversities and things that comes up against us. Amen. In this world today, if you don't have godly wisdom, you are probably not going to make it to heaven. Because the world is out to take you out. Satan is designed to put traps and snares out before you to cause you to trip and fall. He's going to do it through your family. He's going to do it through your job. He's going to do it through things that is being made and everything else. He will do everything in his power to prevent you. You've got to have the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to discern right from wrong in the last days. Amen. And so you need to wake up and realize this. People are hurting today because of some of their thoughts and godly, without godly wisdom. Think about it for a while. People are in debt due to a lack of godly wisdom. People are in bad marriages due to a lack of godly wisdom. 
People are divorced due to a lack of godly wisdom. People are immature due to a lack of godly wisdom. People are incarcerated because of a lack of godly wisdom. Young pregnancies are on the rise because of a lack of godly wisdom. People are homeless because of a lack of godly wisdom. Alcoholics because of a lack of godly wisdom. People do not have the ability to make good and sound decisions because of a lack of godly wisdom. People are dead because of a lack of godly wisdom. All because they've never learned godly wisdom. Some of the stuff that Solomon has written in the book of Proverbs, it sounds kind of funny. It sounds kind of foolish. But when you look at it, it all makes good common sense. You know, let me, let me just read a couple of here with you real quick. Amen. Go to uh, Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 17. Proverbs 26, 17. You know, sometimes I just stop and laugh because I used to do some of this foolish stuff and I learned, you know. Atheris. Proverbs, he that passeth by and meddle with strife not belonging to him is like one to take a dog by the ears. Now think about that. What is he saying there? That's right. He says you better stay out of other people's business. Amen. You know, if it don't pertain to you, he says you better stay away from it. Amen. Because you started intermeddling with it. He says, it's like, you ever grab a dog by his ears? He's going to bite you. You know, that's right. That's what he's saying. It's going to bite you. So what he's saying is, you get involved in somebody else's business, you know, intermeddling with somebody else, what somebody else is doing, you get killed. You know? How many times have you heard, you know, you know, the people, I've, I've seen it. Husband and wife being in an argument and somebody comes down and about, you know, and they both turn around on them. I've seen it. I'm serious. I've seen it. You know, <laughs> don't talk about your wife that way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 So we have to notice the wisdom in this. Yeah. You don't get involved. Amen. Look at look at Proverbs twenty five twenty four. Well, yes, ma'am. Well, How do we know they're innocent? They're, well, see, that's the thing. If I come up on a fight and somebody is arguing and carrying on, and I come up on it and I don't know, you know, what it is, what is going on, you know, and I get, try to get involved without having a knowledge of understanding of what what took place. Now, if I'm if I have the understanding of what happened, you know, and and I have in times past had friends and stuff started arguing, you know, and I know they're friends, I have got in the middle of them to look, guys, okay, that's enough. You know, your friends, cut it out. But if I come up on a situation and I don't know them, 
you know, because they could be going down with a bad drug deal or something. I, you know, I don't know. So I have to have wisdom in that regard before I intervene, you know, because, you know, they could turn around and some guy could pull a gun or something and say, you know, you know, this don't pertain to you, you know, get out of my life, you know, boom, you know. So we have to have the wisdom to know before we do intervene, you know, because, you know, we really, we really don't know, you know, what is, what is going down, you know, because a lot of times there are some bad drug deals and stuff that goes down, you know, with some of these people, you know. And so it, it, it's a tough decision sometimes. Yeah, we, we are, you know, supposed to try to bring the peace, you know, as well, but i got to have an understanding of what is going down. Now, if I come up on a situation, there's a lot of people standing around and stuff, and two guys are going at it, and somebody can tell me what is happening, then I will try to bring the peace to that situation. But just to, yeah, 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 somebody called the cops. Or, or I ask, has anybody called the cops? You know, and if they say, yeah, they called the cops, then, you know, you try to say, yes, ma'am. So leave it alone. Don't get bit. <laughs> Amen. All right. Let's look at this one. Amen. Proverbs 23, 9. <laughs> 25, 24. You want to do that one? 25, 24. Let's see. 25, 24. Then we'll go back to the, to the other end. It is <laughs> I was going to get to that one. It is better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman and in a wide house. <laughs> what does that one say? <laughs> get up on the roof, guys. <laughs> Amen. It's better to, better to, yeah, give her some space. Yeah, get up on the housetop until she cooled down. <laughs> Or she's nagging, you know. Again, Proverbs, uh, what is this? Proverbs 25. A man that bears false witness against his neighbor is like a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow. Okay, what does that mean? She's got 25.18 up there. <laughs> what does that say? In other words, you're talking about people, you're lying on people, doing stuff, man. Is 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 stabbing? It hurts. You know, it can kill somebody. You know, with the words here. Amen. Amen. What was that other one? I said we needed twenty three nine. 
That's the same one, I think, Brother Richard. Yeah, amen. Speak not in the ear of a fool. <laughs> or he will despise the wisdom of thy words. You know? you're, you're basically saying you're wasting your time. If you ain't going to listen, you know, look at, yes. <laughs> Arrogant, okay. Good. They don't listen. See? Huh? Yeah, don't catch the perils before swine. Look at Proverbs 29.1. Proverbs 29.1. And then we're going to get to the lesson. He that being often reproved, hardened his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed. That without remedy. What does that say? If he's stubborn, you trying to tell him what to do, what is right, and he just keeps being stubborn and stubborn and don't listen to what you're saying, pretty soon there ain't going to be any remedy. Yeah. yeah. Amen. They're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Yes. Simple, arrogant. Yeah, people that just won't listen, won't do right. You know? If you if you know if you know to do what is right and don't do it, the Bible tells us it's sin. So so that's being foolish. If I know the fire is hot, but yet I keep sticking my hand in it, and then pull it back and say, "Oh, you know that hurt." That's foolish. You know, if if I know that if I don't get up and go to work, and I'm not going to eat, and somebody tells me constantly, you know. You need to get, you know, you need to do something. You don't do it. You're going to starve. And I don't do anything. It's kind of like he says in here, the guy, the lazy guy says there's a line in the street. There's a line in the way. Well, the line ain't going to go away by himself. He might. But somebody needs to get up and do something about it. See? That's the thing. Is, is, is if, we, if we should, as children of God... We should not be simple and foolish. We have got to learn wisdom and knowledge of, of God's word and what God is trying to show us because he has given us this book for our best, best uh, end results. You know, he wants us to have the wisdom. He knows we are in this dark and evil world. And so he gives us his wisdom and knowledge through Solomon and, and the other writers so that we don't make mistakes and trip up and, and do wrong things. We can't keep going just because the world is doing this and everything they think is okay. No, it's not okay. Look at all the people that's, that's getting on the side of, of same-sex marriage and all this other stuff. You know, oh, it's okay. Oh, God made us like this. No, that's a foolish comment. You know? We we got to hold to truth. See, that's the thing. Truth, Jesus said, will make you free. 
And so if we don't have the wisdom and knowledge, you know, I love everybody, but I don't love sin. I, you know, just because a person is homosexual, I don't love their sin, you know, the same way I don't love a drunkard's sin, the same way I don't love a fornicator's sin, none of that stuff. You know, and I'm not downing them because a lot of the stuff that the people in the world do, hey, I used to be in the world. I, I used to do some of the same foolish stuff. By all account, you could have called me a fool. You know, because I would get my paycheck and buy liquor. You know, knowing I got a family, knowing I've got payments, knowing I got these things to do. But yet I was choosing to follow the ways of the world and do foolish things. But thank God somebody came along and told me truth so I could get some good godly wisdom about me so I would know how to live my life right and not make the same old foolish mistakes in life. Right. Amen. We got to have wisdom. Amen. Praise God. So it's the principal thing. Praise God. Wisdom, according to Webster Dictionary, is defined as the right use or exercise of knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to make sensible decisions and judgments based on personal knowledge and experiences. It is also having good sense shown in the way that we think, a way of, think, of a th- thinking, a judgment, or action. King Solomon said that it is the principal thing. In other words, wisdom is a standard of moral or ethical decision-making. It is having understanding, knowledge, insight, astuteness, intelligence, and good judgment. Wisdom prescribed the best end and the means best calculated for its attainment. Understanding directs us to the ways, the times, the places, and opportunities of practicing the lessons of wisdom. Wisdom point out that the things required, amen, understanding sees to the accomplishment and attainment. Wisdom sees, but understanding feels. One discovers, the other possesses. Wisdom is more valuable than gold, silver, and rubies, and nothing can be compared to it. Amen. This is why the Bible says, what does a prophet a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What is a man going to give in exchange for his soul? Amen. So, this is some of the things about wisdom that we're we're going to look at, and and I know God is probably going to take us different ways in some of these lessons uh, this month. Amen. So we're going to look at it. So number one, a, amen, to know and reverence God. To know and reverence God. You need wisdom, as I said on the onset, to know and reverence God. Amen. You got to know Him. What is God like? What does God desire? What is what is God all about? You know, what you know, if somebody were to come to you and says, Why are you a Christian? You know, what what is God? What you know, why is it this religion has this say this? And what does the Muslim say this? And what all in all this? Well, you need wisdom and knowledge when dealing with a lot of these things. 
a lot of people will try to trip you up, you know, to make you look foolish, you see, and to cause you to say things that they can keep running the mill with, per se. And as a result of that, it can cause you, and sometimes, you know, if you ever seen a crowd of people and then guys start asking you a question, then you might not have the answer, and see, and then they can say, see, you know, I knew he didn't know, you know, and they make you feel like a fool, and then the enemy gets on your shoulders, and then he be begin to pound your head, see, I thought you was a Christian, you don't know, see, uh-huh, you know you don't know, I knew you didn't know, and as a result, then you're downtrodden a lot, see, that's why the Bible says don't answer a fool in his foolishness. You know, you have to have the wisdom, the knowledge to be able to listen what is being said before you answer. That's why the book of Proverbs says, amen, James, excuse me, said, let every man be quick to hear and slow to speak. If I am not to answer a fool in his folly, if I knew a person is trying to trip me up, why am I going to try to answer him? See, the best thing you can do is, is let's get along, you and I, and do a Bible study. You know, so this is what you have to learn how to handle these things. You know, let them talk, you know, and then just say, does the Bible say that? Does the Word of God say that? If so, put the monkey back on their back. You know, show me where it is in the Scripture, what you're saying. See, you know, if they are sincere and really don't know and they're trying to get an answer, to better themselves, to have an understanding, believe me, they will be more willing to get along with you, just you and them, and to go through that Bible to see. But if it's just a try to trip you up, you better believe they will not sit down with you with the Bible study. Amen. So you have to have the wisdom. So you have to know God. Amen. Paul says in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty four, Awake to righteousness. And sin not. Notice, awake. Get up. When you get up in the morning, purpose in your mind that you're going to do what is right. Purpose in your mind you're going to do what is right. You know, you ever heard of premeditation celebration? Huh? You ever heard of premeditated celebration? People start celebrating, you know, because they already premeditate what they're going to do, right? People says, I'm not going to church next Sunday because I'm going somewhere else. And they started celebrating before they ever go. That's premeditated celebration. <laughs> you know, think about it. Amen. Amen. Awake to righteousness. We know that this book tells us that God is going to judge us in righteousness. That's what he's got. It, it, the principles the Bible tells us God is going to judge us is what? With righteousness, truth, and equity. Amen. Those three things is what he's going to use when he comes. He's going to see if we've been doing right. Because that's our white linen, righteousness. You know, truth, his word. Amen. And equity. Have we been fair? Have we been impartial? That we love, because what's the second commandment? Love your neighbor as yourself. You know what? If you don't love you, you ain't going to love your neighbor. 
It's an indication of how you treat someone else is how much you love you. Think about it. That's where wisdom comes in. Amen. So wake to righteousness and sin not. Purpose in your heart. You know, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to do wrong. I'm going to learn how to do what is right. What did he say we need to do that for? Because some have not the knowledge of God. And I speak that to your shame. No, yes, we, we should know that there's only one God. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We know that. Amen. But there's more to that. We need to have the knowledge of God. You know, what does God like? What does God don't like? Doesn't like, excuse me, wrong English phrase there. <laughs> you know, but, but what, wh- who is God? What, what is about Him? See? We want to know that so that we can reverence. Remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. Probably one of the biggest fallacies in Christendom is a lack of understanding who God is. His character. We talked a few months ago about His character, didn't we? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, you know, mercy. All these characters, traits that God has in Him should be in us. Why? Because He's divine. We're the branch. What comes through the vine comes to the branch. I can't say I'm a Christian and I don't love you. I can't say I'm a Christian and I don't do what is right. I can't say I'm a Christian and I don't have faith because that's what's coming through the vine. See? I'm engrafted in. If you ever study, you know, uh, a vinery of vineyard guys and stuff, sometimes... You know, the vine is laying down on the ground. It's in the dirt. You know, and a lot of times, like a storm or something come through, sometimes the vine's in the ground and it's raining. And what happened to that vine? It gets real dirty. So what does he do? He cleans it off. Puts it back up. But it's the same way. That's what happened to us sometimes. We might get a little dirty, but we got to pick... God to come along and clean us up. How does he clean us up? With this word. That's why Psalms 119.9 says, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. Jesus says in John 15.3, You are cleansed by the word I've spoken to you. See? Because wisdom will cause you to become clean. Wisdom will make you clean. And how does it do that? Because it teaches you right from wrong. See? Truth will always make you free. Amen. So we got to know him. If we never know who he is, we can never learn to reverence and respect him. Moses said that he would, should, we should love the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But if we do not have the wisdom and understanding as to who he is, we can never reverence him. Solomon said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding, Proverbs 9.10. Reverence in God starts with wisdom. Paul said that some have not the knowledge of God. Because of the beginning of knowledge is to reverence or fear God. The fear of the Lord, Proverbs 1, 7, is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. If we give instruction to a wise man, what happened? 
He's going to be wiser. Amen. If you teach a just man, you're increasing learning. See? Three ways to know and reverence God. One, we must study to learn who God is. That's through the Bible. Number two, we must seek to know who God is. That is understanding. And number three, we must learn and and respect and acknowledge God for who he is, and that is wisdom. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. And we need wisdom to be able to divide the word of truth. We need understanding to be understand and understand what is being said. Amen. Many fail to realize that the epistles are written to the church, not to the unsaved. Some who think that they know God doesn't know him. You know, Jesus said that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Search the scripture, Jesus says, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. If we do not get into the habit of studying, we can be led into false teachings and false doctrines, amen, and lead us down the wrong path. A lot of people are walking in wrong way because they're not willing to study. Study, amen. You know, every day you should study this book. Every day, there should be something that you are coming out with something new out of that book. The Spirit should be revealing and opening something new to you from that book. The book of Proverbs should be bringing more wisdom out to you daily. Amen. Something that you didn't see before. I don't know about you, but every year that I read the Bible through, I get something else. You know, and I'm preparing my messages and stuff. Something new keeps coming out. Every time I turn around, you know, and I go, my, I didn't see that, you know, before. But sometimes we get to read it. You know, I, I tell the people a lot of times about the book David Wilkerson wrote, you know, the prayer of Jabez. You know, you look at Second Chronicles, where he got that from. There's only a little small piece in there, you know, and because it, it's, it's, it's stuck between all those other names. And so-and-so begot so-and-so and so-and-so begot no so-and-so and so-and-so. And so usually what happens is we just get caught up in the so-and-so we got so-and-so and we read right across it, you know. But the little bitty, he found that little bit of thing, Jabez's prayer, and millions of dollars in a little book because he wrote it with more wisdom and stuff out of the book and it just took off. Just like that. The prayer of Jabez. Second Chronicles chapter 4, I think it is. I think it's Second Chronicles chapter 4. Yeah. I think it's Second Chronicles 4. Second Chronicles 4. Wait a minute. Maybe not. Maybe it's not four. Maybe it's maybe it's First Chronicles. Yeah, it's First Chronicles. I know it's one of those chronicles. Yeah, First Chronicles four ten. Yeah, starting with verse nine. 
and Jabez was more honorable. You see, it's going on, and, and the sons of Heliah were Zidareth and Zorah and Evanah and Kaz and begot Abnub and Zobeh and the families of Ahariel and the sons of Haram. Man, you're getting all that, man, and you're going, rum, 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 you know. And then notice, and Jabez, verse 9, and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him with sorrow. And Jabez called on God of Israel, saying, oh, that thou would bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil that it may be not grieve me, and God granted him that which he requested. Notice, and then it goes right back, and Chebelub, the brother of Shalomar, you know, <laughs> so you see how that is? It goes right back into all that so-and-so we got. But notice his prayer. He's asking God for wisdom. That's all he's doing. You know? And that should be our prayer. We should be asking God for these things, you know, that was going to make us pleasing to him and to be right with him. <laughs> you know, think about it. Enlarge my body. Keep me from evil. I think Jesus said something about that, didn't he, in his prayer? Lead us not into temptation. <laughs> you know? So so we we have to have that kind of wisdom and stuff into this thing. Amen. Praise God. We've got to know him. We need to study so that we know. And, and let's not rush through it. This is why, if you look at our goals in this church, what are we talking about? Reading the Bible through. Memorizing Scripture. These things that's going to help us to mature and be what God wants us to be. Amen. We've got to have the wisdom of God, and it's 8 o'clock. Amen. <laughs> but I have to, because people have to go to work, and people have to do stuff. <laughs> got to get the kids to school amen so but as we we endeavor in this this year uh this month and this in this subject let me encourage you amen as a day to day like tomorrow is what this eight eight read proverbs chapter eight and and watch and see what you find uh, yeah i wisdom dwell with prudence find out now i and it's going to tell you he says i was with the Lord is one brought up right with him. I was daily by his side. When he set everything into place, it says I was right there. I was daily his delight, waiting. Amen. Whoso find me, find life. Think about it. You find wisdom, man, you're going to find life. Because that's what God is, a God of righteousness. And that's what wisdom is trying to do, is teach you to do what is right. And when you find it and you hang to it and you keep doing it, you can't go wrong. Amen. You're going to make it. I promise you. He's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. You're not going to have room enough to receive it. You know, he, he will give you, you know, the desires of your heart. You just do what's right. See, don't he bless you. Amen. Praise God. All right. Woo. All right.